although being often of divine ancestry. Heroes from Celtic traditions are sometimes in a whole different category than Gaelic divinities revered by the ancient Celts, just like Perseus and Siegfried were the sons of Zeus and Odin in Greek and German traditions respectively. In this case, warriors of the Red Branch served Conor MacNessa, the reputedly king of the northeast province of Ulster in Ireland dating from about the beginning of the first century BCE. And according to medieval Irish literary writings, the greatest Red Branch commander among these brave warriors was Cúchulainn, one of the most famous heroes of Irish legend and mythology. Best known for his single-handed defense of Ulster, stories about him and the other warriors began to be written down from the 7th century, while his adventures were recorded in a series of tales known as the Ulster Cycle. Cúchulainn is a warrior hero and the central figure of a group of narratives whose background is located in the Kingdom of Ulster in its conflict against the rest of Ireland led by Connet. According to some scholars, he is not just the personification of the perfect warrior but the representation in many ways of the perfect nobleman. Cúchulainn fought his enemies with honor in situations in which very few would deem fair, as his unshakable spirit always waged to war with confidence and fearless was his determination. He is believed to be the sun and even sometimes the reincarnation of Lu Lamvada, the prominent Celtic sun god associated with the harvest and who became a heroic figure in Irish stories like the Cathmate Turade, featuring as a warrior and leader of the Tuaidi Danann. Though sharing many features with his father such as possessing great intellectual qualities, strength and wisdom, or even the remarkable skill of wielding a spear. Yet Cúchulainn died before he could even follow his father's footsteps as a ruler. The tale of Cúchulainn is one of the most famous myth Ireland has to offer, as it makes up the core of the Ulster cycle. Plus, considering the fact that the various parts of his heroic biography are spread over a large number of tales from different centuries is what truly makes it fascinating. The story of his birth, which was originally composed in the 8th or 9th century exists in two versions, one of which is a combination of several conflicting accounts. While nearly all sources agree that Cúchulainn's mother was Deckner, sister of Conor MacNessa, the identity of his father was a matter of some dispute among scholars. But according to what seems to be the oldest tradition, Cúchulainn was the son of the immortal Lu of the Tuaidi Danann, while some later accounts represent him as the son of Sultam, a chieftain of Ulster who is generally regarded as Deckner husband and thus the earthly father of the Irish hero. The 8th century Compert Con Cullen tells how after Deckner along with her handmaidens were gone missing for three years without the knowledge of the men of Ulster. Then King Cornhovar and some other nobles were lured away from Owen Maha on a hunting expedition by a flock of magical birds. Following a fruitless hunt, they were waylaid at night by a snowstorm and took shelter inside a brand new mansion owned by a youthful couple that they don't recall to have ever seen around there before. The nameless young man of the house announced that the company of lovely maidens that has been gone for years was in the house, and their chief was now standing by his side and Deckner was her name. They were the ones who came in the form of birds to Owen Maha to induce the Ulster men to come to their encounter. During that night, the host's wife who was already in her labor pain gave birth to a son while in front of the house outside, a mare produced twin foals at the same time. In another version of the story, Deckner came along with the nine chariots of nobles to chase the birds and then attended the hostess in her coming delivery, contrary to the first version in which she was actually the one giving birth. 
The next morning, visitors from Ulster awoke at the Brugnaboynia far from where they had taken refuge the night before, in the wilderness with no house to be found, and saw the foals and the newborn infant next to them as if they were purposely left there to be raised by the men of Huluth. It's important for us to note here that this motif of supernatural beings conjuring a building into existence for just a short period of time, was in order to bring forth a specific encounter. In this case it was to allow one of them to gain entrance to the human world. But unfortunately the boy would not survive and died a couple of years later. Deckner mourned the death of the child but then had a dream the following night after drinking a cup of water or some would say a cup of wine. Lou appeared to her and said that it was he who had lured them into the wilderness, also revealing that the boy who died was actually his son and she was now pregnant with the same child whose spirit gained access to her body through the media of water. She was to call him Shatanta at the god's request, and he was to be given the twin foals that were left with him as a gift. Then King Connor gave her sister whose pregnancy was a mystery for everyone, to a man of noble descendants as a future bride. However, Following the scandal regarding her pending nuptials, Deckner was ashamed to marry while being pregnant with another man's child and induced miscarriage. But immediately after the wedding, she became pregnant once again and gave birth to a baby boy who came into the world three times according to the myth. As a child that was thrice conceived and twice born, Shatanta would be later given to Ulster and raised by his uncle with several others alongside his foster brothers. Like many Irish heroes, Shatanta had an adventurous and tragic life, but throughout his short but brilliant career he revealed his supernatural origin by showing great potential for possessing such remarkable strength. At a very young age, he defeated an entire troop of young warriors in Owen Marha to gain entrance to his uncle's court, then had the troop sworn loyalty to him before reaching the age of six. Shortly afterward, Shatanta fulfilled a prophecy stating that a man who took up arms on a certain day would become the greatest warrior of his age, but would unfortunately die prematurely. At his ritual assumption after taking up weapons, Ku Collins early death has therefore been foretold and he proved his strength by going into his first blood rage at only the age of seven. Born Shatanta, he gained his more familiar name at the age of six after he accidentally killed a massively strong and ferocious hound belonging to a smith. This story is told in the Magnamrata Con Cullen, also known as Cahalan's boyhood deeds, and which are the actions performed by the hero from his fifth to his seventh year of age. In Ulster there was a good and wealthy artificer named Cullen, who once prepared a feast for the King Connor and traveled to Owen Marha to bid him to it while requesting to only bring with him a moderate number of warriors. The king promised that he would bring no more than a small company, and the smith returned home while Connor remained in Owen Marha until the day of the meeting came to a close. But before going, Connor went to watch the boys play hurling and was so impressed by Shatanta's performance that he asked him to join him and the company at the feast to which they were invited. But Shatanta having a game to finish, promised to follow the king later that evening. When Shatanta came to the green fort of the smith Cullen who let loose his ferocious hound to protect his domain. The watchdog became aware of the child and gave tongue in such a way that it could be heard throughout all the countryside. Shatanta was without any reasonable means to defend himself, but as the dog charged at him open-jawed, he threw his ball down its throat with great force that mortally punished the hound. In another version, with his bare hands, 
Shatanta seized the hound by its posterior paws and banged it against a rock to such purpose that he strewed all the ground in broken fragments. The whole company heard the commotion that was taking place and decided to set foot outside, but upon discovering what had happened, they couldn't believe such a display. The boy who just touching six years of age had slew the guard dog that even a whole company of trained warriors could have never dared to approach. Cullen was devastated by the death of his hound, so in repentance for this action and to mollify the afflicted smith, Shatanta offered to replace the dog with another and he would in the meantime defend the land of Cullen himself until another hound could be trained enough to do the job. From that time forward, he swore loyalty to the smith and became the hound of Cullen, or Kuhalan as he is commonly known today and declared to never eat the flesh of a dog. If it was not already reasonable to be astonished by such achievement from a child, at the age of 17 he would come to the border of the province to assure its protection against an entire army on his own. Although Kukulin was a title rather than a name, the warrior often used it in place of his birth name and occasionally went by the nickname Hound of Ulster, which is a reference to his incredible loyalty and his famous title. Therefore, his name also point to what will become his task for the rest of his life, which was the protection of the province where he was born. While some accounts agree that Cuchulain grew up to be a quite handsome and well-spoken man who was very popular with women, their descriptions of him often varied but his appearance certainly was unique. His hair for instance was said to have been of an overall red glow, but was actually a fiery mix between brown hair at the base, bright red in the middle and golden yellow hair on the periphery freely falling down his back. Still others held that his hair could change color depending on whether or not he was enraged. The young man is frequently pictured as a beardless figure with incredible speed, agility and energy who won distinction for his feats while still a child. In many ways, he was like the Gaulish Mercury who is similarly equated with Lou of the Long Arm, which again brings scholars to suggest that Ku Colin and Lou may be one and the same, or at least they both came from the same inspirational source. His prowess was increased by the gift of seven toes on each foot, seven fingers on each hand and seven pupils within each of his eyes. Despite or even because of this peculiar appearance, Kukulin is considered as the personification of masculinity and women were greatly attracted to him and unable to control themselves. Because of his beauty, men of Ulster were threatened to lose their wives to him and quickly try to find him a consort, but none of the choices brought before him were to his liking. It was only after much searching that Kukulin heard of Emmer, a noble daughter of the chieftain for Gael Monarch of Lushka who he hoped would meet his expectations. However, Fergale who was very protective of his younger daughter was not impressed nor pleased with the young man's reputation, and when he asked her to marry him they both knew that her overprotective father would not approve of this marriage. To this end, in which Kukulin has to win the king's favor, Emmer insisted that he must first prove his valor by undergoing a series of trials that he had to complete before they could be married. Becoming honor-bound to train under Skahawk until found worthy to his beloved Emmer, Cuchulain was sent from Ireland to Scotland where he learned the arts of warfare from the warrior queen herself. However, giving his daughter in marriage was never the king's intention to begin with, as he knew the journey to that island was long and perilous, and with some luck Cuchulain would perish along the way. Even if he does get there, the training of Skaa was harsh and many did not survive it, and besides, 
She was waging a war against a neighboring female warrior which claimed the lives of so many students who trained under her guidance. So the king thought that Kuhulan would be killed at best, but at worst he would be gone for several years and could himself see his daughter safely married to a more suitable man before the hero returned. As a figure appearing in the Ulster Cycle, Skaha is a legendary Scottish female warrior and martial art teacher whose name means the shadowy one in Gaelic. She trained legendary soldiers and heroes in the art of combat, and if her trainees were not able to survive her regimen then they simply were not worthy. Based in some legends, before any warriors could even acquire the honor of training with her or ask for help, they had to first find and then reach her domain. The warrior queen's fortress called the Castle of Shadows, reportedly sat on the Isle of Skye northwest of Scotland and whoever wanted to get there had to cross the Irish Sea known for its deadly storms and choppy waters. It was there within the Scottish mainland that Cahalan initiation as a warrior took place, and it was also there that he met his greatest friend and sworn brother-in-arms, Ferdiad, who was like himself a warrior trained by Skahawk. But as Cahalan and his friend parted ways, None of them could have ever predicted that they were bound to cross path again under an unfortunate fate which awaited them few years later. To repay Skahawk after his training, Kukalan put an end to the conflict opposing her to her rival twin sister Hifa. Although his teacher tried to keep him away from the battlefield by giving a sleeping potion to the young man, but so great was his athletic ability that he was able to metabolize in a mere hour a potion potent enough to have made an ordinary man sleep through an entire day. And as such, Ku Kalan ultimately faced Hifa and bested her in combat but then spared her life so that she could make peace with her sister, and also to bear him a child. Many would often believe that Hifa and Skahawk may have been the same individual or two different aspects of the same character which implies that Skahawk and her student were lovers, especially after he has been described for gaining the friendship of her thighs, even though this may be a reference to some martial ritual which significance has been lost. Kukalan eventually returned to Ireland to claim his bride, but Fergale refused to keep his word leaving him with no other option but to take Emmer by force. In the conflict, Emmer's father was killed but since his death was an accident caused by the king himself she did not hold a grudge against the hero. So the two of them were finally married and proved to be well suited to one another in wisdom, and while Kuhalan was often away for battles or because of his many affairs, the fair Emmer was not worried nor jealous because she knew that he would always come back to her except for that one time he never returned. Kuhalan was first and foremost a warrior whose skills were exceptional and was more than capable of taking on many foes at once. He rode into battle on a chariot driven by his charioteer, and pulled by two of his strongest and most loyal horses personally trained by the man himself. In battle he wielded a variety of magical weapons, but the most significant of these was the one he inherited while training in Scotland. The warrior queen Skahawk taught him how to use the Gahe Bulga which was a terrible barbed spear fashioned from the bones of a sea monster and that could travel with lightning speed. Once inside a wound, the Gahe Bulga would release 30 smaller barbs into its target and would inflict inner injuries from which nobody ever recovered only from a single strike. But his most important asset was his warp spasm or warrior rage, 
as he was known for transforming himself into a tower of raging fury and would take on the characteristics of the Scandinavian berserker, becoming monstrously deformed and uncontrollable. During this state, he is able to call on extra strength by falling into a kind of trance that manifests itself through an abnormal heat of his body. His by-name, the Twisted One of Emain, derives from the physical contortions experienced by his body in this form. His appearance completely changed with his limbs bending out of shape, one of his eyes would bulge out while the other disappeared inside his head. His bones and muscles would expand, columns of blood would spurt up from his head while his body became so hot that it could melt the snow. When swept away into a war frenzy, Kukulin would often go berserk in the heat of a battle, becoming an unstoppable force that would kill at sight, unable of distinguishing between friends and enemies. His scream alone would kill a hundred warriors from fright, so those around him had to resort to trickery to bring him back to his senses. On one occasion, he was so full of the lust for battle and was returned to normal by a group of women who marched out naked carrying vats of cold water. When the young man stopped his chariot in embarrassment, he was grabbed by warriors and thrown into three vats of cold water until his ardor left him. Even though he possessed all this extraordinary strength that would make him seem like an invincible and flawless being, Kuhalan was bound by two separate geish or magical taboos, which are strict list of things one must not or must do either by prohibition or by obligation, any infringement of which would bring calamity and disgrace. These geish would ultimately lead to Kuhalan's demise when he was forced to make an impossible choice between these taboos. In the cattle raid of Cooley, the longest and the most authoritative work in the Ulster cycle whose central theme has a historical core, was the campaign against Ulster by the rulers of Connaught, backed up by the rest of Ireland, including a number of Ulster men enlisted in the Connaught army. Although this epic is rooted from a historical reality, a recent reconstruction of that reality based on some ancient scriptures implies that Cuchulain was an innovation possibly intended to represent the heroic embodiment of the province's resistance. The real opponents were on one side the powerful Queen Maeve of Connaught, who was the driving force of her army that constantly posed a threat to Ulster, and ultimately invaded the kingdom with the purpose of seeking the sacred bull of Cooley. This bull whose twin belonged to Maeve's husband is believed to have made Ulster extremely rich and prosper. Thus, possessing both of these would help the Queen Maeve into consolidating her power over Ireland. Opposing her on the other side was Cuchulain, who had to defend Ulster on his own until his countrymen recovered from an ancient curse that hit them as soon as they were attacked. It would be noteworthy mentioning that the influence of the sovereignty goddess Maha was profound on the cattle raid of Cooley because of the famous race she was forced to undertake while being pregnant. She eventually won the race, but then cried out in pain as she gave birth to twins on the finish line. To have disregarded the goddess in such manner, she cursed the men of Huluth that in their time of peril they shall suffer the pain of childbirth for five days from the curse that would last for nine generations. When the time came for Queen Maeve to invade and seize the brown bull of Cooley, all men of Ulster were afflicted by the curse that struck them down with the weakness of maternal labor in their greatest hour of need, and could not rose themselves to defend their own province. Not old enough to be considered a full-grown man, 
or because he was favored by the gods and thus exempt from the curse of periodic feebleness laid upon his countrymen, Cuchulain performed the superhuman feat of the single-handedly defense of Ulster at the age of 17 against the forces of Connaught. He alone held off Maeve's army and killed hundreds of soldiers, some of whom fell dead at the mere sight of him in battle fury. Several single combat were arranged at a ford, all won by Cuchulain who induced the enemy to send a warrior each day to challenge him from which he defeated each of their champions in turn. During a lull in the battle, Cuchulain met a beautiful woman who offered him her love, but only driven by his sense of duty he turned her down and she disappeared after swearing revenge upon him. In the ensuing battles, he slew three animals that crossed his path, an eel, a she-wolf and a heifer not knowing those were in fact different forms taken by the woman he had rejected before. Later on, an old woman appeared to him bleeding from three wounds and offered him three drinks successively from her cow, then the young man blessed her each time he received a cup. With each blessing one of her wounds healed and as soon as the mysterious woman was done healing, she revealed herself as the Morrigan, goddess of war, death and fate. She then prophesied that Cuchulain would die young and that she would be there to witness his death. As the battle raged on and after weeks of constant fighting, Cuchulain is near to exhaustion when his father Lu appeared then plunged him into sleep for three days to heal his wounds. Many believe that during this period he was asleep, Lu took his form and fought on his behalf while for others the god didn't take part to the battle as he was only concerned by the well-being of his son. I personally think the version of Lu fighting on behalf of his son makes more sense, simply because the army of Ulster was weakened by the curse, and with Cuchulain gone resting, no one would have been there to protect Ulster from a thorough invasion. Although it has been speculated that the boy's troop from his childhood joined the fight only to be slain afterwards, it is still hard to believe that they were able to withstand the entire army of Connet this whole time. Eventually upon discovering the massacre his friends were victims of, Cuchulain went into a violent rage and built walls from the corpses of his enemies. At long last, after five days, the Ulster men were finally freed from the curse and immediately attacked the Connet army. But the tragic climax of the war in which Ulster eventually pushed back, was the mighty duel Cuchulain reluctantly engaged for three days with Ferdiad, his former comrade and brother-in-arms with whom he had studied the arts of warfare in Scotland. After being tricked by Queen Maeve, Ferdiad was able to resist and fight Cuchulain for so long using all kinds of weapons until he was dispatched by the spear of his old friend. As the battle drew to a close, Queen Maeve and her army were forced to retreat and the Bull of Cooley remained within the borders of Ulster for the time being. In another version, despite what the Hound of Ulster was able to accomplish, the raiders seized the Bull which indeed was what they chiefly came for, and drove it back to Connet. But the death of his friend Ferdiad was not the only sacrifice Cuchulain had to make for his people during that time. In the tragic death of Hifa's only son, he unknowingly killed the son he had begotten with Hifa after his training in Scotland. Before returning to Ireland, he left Hifa a ring to be given to any son of their union who should be called Conla, and had instructed her to send him the boy at the proper time with strict rules of warrior codes he had imposed on the unborn child. Under no circumstances he should ever reveal his name to a single man, and neither should he refuse to fight or step aside from a combat against one man alone. 
The result was that when the seven-year-old Kanla decided to seek out his father, he was seen as an intruder after arriving in Ulster as he was unable to identify himself for the same codes the warriors of Ulster lived by. Completely aware of these rules themselves and conceding to his request, the Ulstermen sent him two warriors instead of one so that he can reveal his name. But to do so would be a proof of inferiority. Kanla defeated two champions in single combats and each time he refused to identify himself. So Kukulin was called upon to face this stranger who refused to give his name. They fought without knowing the other's identity until the Hound of Ulster got the upper hand and killed his own son, it was only when he saw the ring on the boy's finger that he realized what he had done. He had just taken the life of a child whom he can only guess was his own blood and flesh. After achieving his greatest victory for defending the province, Ku Cullen had gained a reputation of the fiercest warrior in Ireland and over the next few years, the young man inevitably gained a number of powerful enemies beyond Queen Maeve of Connacht. As it is often common in Irish stories, the crucial point of his forthcoming doom was him going beyond the line he was never meant to cross by breaking one of his geish. One day he came across three hags who were roasting a hound and invited him to join their meal. At this point the young man was forced to choose between refusing the food offered to him or eating the flesh of his namesake, in this case feeding on dog meat in any form was forbidden. Though both of these taboos had equivalent significance, declining one's hospitality was considered to be even worse. Therefore, upon eating the food he lost half of his strength and his near-immortal soul wavered. Not too long afterwards the forces of Connacht renewed their assault on Ulster, and Cúchulain was in his twenties when he answered the call to battle ignoring the pleas of both his wife and his mother. After he previously offended the goddess Morrigan, on his way to meet his enemies he had a vision of a woman that he recalled was the same who had given him food, and she was now washing the armor and weapons of a warrior that he recognized were his own. This strange woman was the Morrigan herself, who had come to fulfill the prophecy she announced long before after forcing the warrior to give up on his solemn vow. Knowing then because he saw the Morrigan that his own death was imminent, Kukulin bravely charged to the battleground on top of his powerful chariot. Among the most powerful allies of Queen Maeve was Logyth Mac Conroy, a legendary warrior who hated Ku Cullen because he had an affair with his mother and killed Ku Roy his father who was a magical figure Ku Cullen had worked with. The pair eventually met in the midst of the battle when Logyth threw his spears which pierced three targets, the first one was the King of Charioteers, another spear killed the King of Horses while the third one pierced Ku Cullen in the abdomen. The king of warriors whom during a long battle against overwhelming odds and now deprived of his invulnerability, finally received his deadly wound made by a spear thrown at him by Logyth. In his final moments and too weak to stand, Kukulin tied himself to a standing stone so that he might not die on the ground like an animal, but in a way that he could die fighting on his feet like the warrior he was. For three days after he died at the age of 27, he stood tied to the rock with his sword raised to the sky and a smile on his face. His reputation was such that none of his enemies were brave enough to approach and make sure he was dead, until the phantom queen in the shape of a raven landed on his shoulder, revealing that he was no longer alive. When Logyth came to claim his head as a trophy, a beam of light flashed from Ku Holland's body while his sword fell cutting off the hand of the perpetrator. 
The light only disappeared after his right hand which symbolizes his actions and magical potency, was cut from his body and which truly killed him. When the men of Ulster recover from their weakness they set out to avenge the death of their greatest warrior whom even though has perished, Ulster was ultimately victorious over his enemies. In some accounts, during the absence of the Ulster army, Cúchulain appeared to the noble ladies of Owen Marha in a ghostly chariot, telling how he and his charioteer met their deaths and foretold the coming of Christianity. This posthumous appearance of the Irish hero is also the main subject of the independent story of the Ghost Chariot of Cúchulain, in which St. Patrick recalls the young man from the dead in order to persuade King Laeghaer of Tara to accept the new religion. The hero's death after such a long run of victory in battles is sometimes explained as the divine retribution for having broken a taboo. In another version of Cúchulain's demise, he fought and was the last man standing in a battle against the army of Connacht before taking his last breath. The famous Irish warrior had some obvious connections to mythology's greatest heroes. His strength and rage were comparable to those of Hercules who killed his own children in a blind rage. Like the German Hildebrand, misfortune followed him as he failed to recognize his own son and killed him, or even like the biblical Samson whose rules regarding his strength and invincibility came from an unbreakable taboo and had deadly repercussions. Another peculiar resemblance is the story of Ku Cullen and Ku Roy which clearly share similarities to the tale of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, with Ku Roy assuming the role of the magical Green Knight through the narrative of the Feast of Brickrya, which purely establishes Ku Cullen's superiority beyond doubt. Just like the Middle English Arthurian legend of Sir Gawain, Cúchulain who was ready to lose his head during the beheading contest was spared in admiration of his bravery. The stranger who came to Owen Marha with the offer declared Cúchulain chief of all champion of Ireland before disappearing into thin air. Several elements of Cúchulain's character were also reflected in Achilles, the Greek protagonist from the popular Iliad of Homer. Their time of rage and sorrow were similar to one another, and both men died young in the name of glory. Born Shatanta, Cúchulain has not only served as a symbol of modern Irish nationalism but also of Ulster separatism, and became a well-known figure to the Victorian readers through the writings of Lady Gregory which combined several of his most notable adventures. During the struggle for Irish independence and the subsequent troubles that ensued, Cúchulain was used by both sides to argue for Irish solidarity against the British and against the Irish invaders of Ulster Northern Ireland. Cúchulain was the warrior hero of the Ulster Cycle and was the greatest champion belonging to the Red Branch of the Irish Kingdom of Ulster. Throughout his life, he faithfully defended his home from many threats with an unstoppable rage and an iron will. Descendant of gods, lover of fairy queens and enemy of many worthy foes, his passions were great, his sorrows were deep and undeniably heroic were his actions. Son of Lou of the Long Hand, Cúchulain remains Ireland's best-known folk hero and a symbol of Ulster to this day. Hopefully you had a good time watching this video, though there are so many other facts and stories involving this famous Irish figure I just hope to have covered the most so do feel free to share with me in the comment below what you know about him. And as always, stay curious.